we love Am I good? Yeah. We love to talk about the love of God. And today the message I had prepared for you uh, was also to look at the intersection of the justice of God with his love and how we can't have one without the other. But that was brought tremendously clear to us as we heard what God is doing in Congo and Africa. The needs all over the world are great. The needs probably next door to you, where you live here in Hong Kong, are great. My question for us today is much simpler. What will we do with the hope that we've been given? What will we do with the love we've been given? Pragmatically, what will we do with the resources we have been given? I'd like you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. And we're going to close with this today. God's Word is always the best preacher, so we'll let Him do the talking this morning. And we're going to get to one section. I'm going to have you read it aloud back to me, okay? And I'll tell you when that's coming. When you start to see the word Lord, you'll know your time is coming and you're going to read. But this passage finds us looking at Jesus as our righteous judge. We don't often like to think about the fact that we are judged and held accountable for our actions. In two weeks, we're going to look at that in great detail, I promise. We'll come back to it if Christ hasn't returned yet, which would be great. Somebody's got mail. Matthew 25, starting with verse 31. Follow along as I read and then read with me when we get down and I'll indicate when. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His throne in heavenly glory. If we could stop there and just think about the greatness of God and His love, that His Son has been restored to His kingly role in glory. But He goes on. And all the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the, sheep's, the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Let's read 37 through 39 together. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or go to visit you? The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. 
I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, you didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you didn't look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. I don't know about you, but I would much rather be on the right than the left. For we as believers in Christ Jesus know that his burden is light, and we'll get to that in two weeks. But he's invited us into his mission for the world. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the ends of the earth, and then the end will come. And while we're here on earth, as I read in my devotions this morning and shared with prayer group, we the church are compelled to invite people to what's called true religion according to James. And it's James chapter 1. And we finish with this as soon as I get to James. James tells us, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. Then he talks about getting rid of moral filth. He talks about the purity of the church, of God's people. We're called to be a pure people. We know that, but often we can get caught up in moralism. And so James doesn't stop there. He continues down to verse 26. He said, if anyone considers himself religious and doesn't yet keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. Our words matter but he still doesn't stop. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. It's not one or the other. It's not purity and taking care of the needs of the world. It's both and. This gospel of the kingdom that needs to be preached to the ends of the earth is a gospel message of compassion and mercy for those that need sight in Congo, West Africa. It is a message of compassion and mercy for those that have never known the love of anyone in places like Haiko, China, in places like Kaiping and Jiangshan. It is the message of hope and peace for those in your workplace that go through life so burdened with the heaviness and the pace of the world here that they just don't know how to escape. They need to be taught not just to do the right thing, but there is hope and freedom in the person of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And he invites all who are heavy, all who are burdened to come and find him. And for us, the church, we are to take care of the widows, the orphans, the needy, the least of these. And we are to be pure in the process, not in our own strength, but washed by the blood of the Lamb. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your living word that is so active. I thank you for the testimony of the Samatu family. How Charissa is learning violin because you saw fit to answer her prayer in the affirmative. How people are seeing because of the obedience of a husband and wife of Henri and Joyce to go 
where your gospel had not been carried, even if it means eating alligator, and that's the best. Lord, for us right here at AIC, may we not just think that that's for someone else. Make us a people that have compassionate hearts, that look after the needy, that give your message away freely because it was so freely given to us. Would you change our world and would you let us be a small part of that? In your holy name I pray, amen.